Hello, how's everyone doing? My name is Julian. And I'm Aisha. And this is the Speakeasy Podcast. This is going to be a discussion forum between ourselves where we're going to discuss a few topics that pertain to us and hopefully a few others. We want it to be an open discussion type of forum where we like y'all to be able to share your ideas and comment on some of ours. A little background about ourselves is that we are two firstborn Africans. Uh, my family's from Cameroon, Aisha's family's from Nigeria. With that being said, our first topic of discussion is finding your identity as an African American in America. So Aisha, would you like to start? Well, I mean, for me, right, I just feel that there's a lot of disconnect between African-American and African. I mean, we've all heard about that whole discussion of there's a difference and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And I just feel that, I mean, (laughs) there was one thing that I heard someone say, and it was like, tell the police (laughs) that you're an African as opposed to an African-American. Wait, who said that to you? Don't worry about it. But worried about it. How is that okay? <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I see their point, you know what I mean? Because like I mean, how much does it matter that there's a difference? Like for me, I've always been confused at the kind of argument and you know, the butting heads between the two. Right, right. I've always noticed that divide as well too and I feel like a lot of it is due to our parents, but also how they've seen African Americans portrayed in the media. And so that's literally their first impressions of how they see that. And this led to an identity, wouldn't say so much crisis, but having to find oneself and understanding that, hey, I'm actually a firstborn African American, but and also a first generation African and understanding like, where do I stand in between that line? Because I'm equally invested in both sides of the coin. Right, right. For me, I mean, I don't think our parents is enough of an excuse to an extent. We're in 2022 after all. We we can educate ourselves. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, course our parents have a lot of, you know, influence on us. That's going to be our first impression of anything. However, I mean, I feel that also a lot of it is just a lack of education from both ends. People kind of refuse i would say to learn about the other side so what they know about the other side is you know just a bunch of stereotypes it's not just with african-americans to africans the other way around too i mean ask a typical you know person from let's just say west africa i don't want to speak of all africa because africa is a very big place (laughs) so it is a place folks it is a a big place Mm -hmm. that's a very like that's the most emphasis it's a very big place so with west africans i mean you tell them about you know you ask them about an african-american and you'd be surprised what they have to say they just feel that like you know african-americans are what are like the real problem in the u.s because they don't even really know what's happening in the u.s you know i could totally agree with that too um i think the biggest thing i notice is that with my own family, once they started getting educated about the trials and tribulations that African Americans have gone through in America, then their perspective changed from their initial just coming here to the country and thinking that, you know, they're lazy, they're complaining about everything, and they blame racism to be the issue of why they're not making it in life. And their idea of that is you're in this country with has so much growth and opportunities, yet you're not taking advantage of it. You're over here just complaining and not working as if that is the reason why when they don't equate to 
the systemic racism that goes on, the slavery that has affected what has happened in their lives or their generational family lives. Like, you know, I know directly where my family comes from, but some people can't even trace their lineage back far enough. Like, it'll be born in the South and they were still in the South and they were slaves and then boom like they don't know where that kind of leads to to create them back home so I mean even that it's funny that you mentioned that you just feel that that people like Africans particularly from your family feel that African Americans just kind of complain but they come here and if you just kind of educated yourself you realize that's just kind of Americans in general (laughs) 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 it's true I feel all Americans are like that but that's kind of a topic for another day i'm not gonna get too into that but i mean i think it's just a lack of education really i just feel that it's just a lot of ignorance i feel that not only that i feel that um fighting within ourselves is also just part of the problem right like togetherness would just have so much more of an impact but how can you expect us to move forward if we're fighting within ourselves that's true let me ask you something then do you feel like that is in general a human problem whereas naturally human beings have the need to conflict with each other and find differences with each other or do you feel like that's been more of a i don't know if this is the correct term but a top behavior so me putting this into the fact that since there was colonialism in africa and there was slavery in america this divided differentiation it's okay (laughs) just get it out you're good you're good but the differences that have been displayed upon it like in a sense white people telling us hey you're different than that person or there's differences that you need to notice that because that's so much highlighted like race is always a big factor in the country that uh the different levels to someone's social status and being is always a factor that we're just naturally prone to find the differences between each other that it causes us to always keep ourselves divided instead of coming together as one. What exactly am I allowed to say on this podcast, Juliet? <laughs> it's called Speakeasy. So okay, speak so speak to be very honest with you, and this is honestly just based on my observation. Most things that I say are just based on observation, right? I really do think it's only within the black community. Mm. I really do. I could not tell you why. It's just something I've observed. Even living in Nigeria for like five years or so, it's the same thing. They like finding fighting amongst themselves about one thing or another. Tribalism will be something if it's not skin color, if it's not religion. Right. You know what I mean? So then that just goes back to like, well, you're saying it's still only the black community. Because white people really don't be doing this. Let's yeah, just but be like, look at look at Asians. Like Asians themselves do white uh classing as you could say like fair skinned Asians are looked at higher in society rather than even forget Asian. all of that the different type of Asians they definitely conflict within each other right. but then I see that becomes more of a uh human tribalism kind of trait that's I would still like, say it's, I still would say it's within colored people because white people really don't be doing that and I feel that's why they're able to do what they're doing you really never see them fight amongst each other except maybe in politics maybe in politics and even then it's just kind of like gentle blows that they have to do for the political game because trust me all these politicians they're all friends with each other behind the scenes Uh, hey jim you want to come to my party next week i'm Uh, telling you they're (laughs) all friends behind the scenes except trump but uh, because i mean he's not really a politician 
that's kind of where I'm coming from, you know what I mean? But all the other politicians, trust me, I mean, Trump being president kind of proved that because they are Republican or Democrat. They're all against him, aren't they? That's true. You know, so that kind of exposed it. So even then, they don't really fight. They know how to come together. Things are just not that deep. (laughs) Keep it. Even add to your point, and this is a little bit more funny, but just with the recent things that have been going on with the Young Thug and the YSL case and everything like that. Someone someone mentioned an interesting point, which I found kind of funny at the time, but it kind of set back with me. So if you guys don't know a little bit about what's going on, there is a, you know, a Rico case going against the YSL music label at the moment, right? I'm not going to get into too much details, but if you know anything about Rico cases, you kind of know where I'm going for now. Someone had mentioned that in Texas, there was a biker gang where these guys were caught up in a similar situation, right? But none of them were saying anything. Like, they stood together in unity and brotherhood, and they were all going to take the charge and fall back and just, you know, yeah, they did the crime, they're going to do the time, but they're not going to say anything. So, yeah, it's just kind of adding to your point that they seemed like there was a more sense of understanding unity to, like, get through that together. Rather than what's kind of happening now, people are turning against each other, even though we were coming up with this idea that, hey, let's ride together because we need to stay together. But it seems those words just happen to be fickle within our community. And so maybe we just... Is it even fickle? I just, I don't know. It's a lot to unpack. I feel that, is it even fickle or is it just a lot more going on too? I mean, when you just have so much culture and just other things are a factor and all that. Because as I said, in my experience, white people are also, except the old fashioned ones, white people are also a lot less religious. So to an extent, maybe they even just have less to fight about when you really think about it. White people a lot less religious, elaborate a little bit. Oh, just as I said in my experience, like growing up, I just really never met (laughs) a white person that was like, except maybe from an old fashioned family. Are you just just comparing it to like how Africans, how we experience religion and stuff like that, how it's like very strict. Yes, yes, yes. And very like prominent for that matter too. You I get know what point. I mean? And where I'm going with that is that just I just used religion as an example. I just feel that maybe it just goes back to where in the African and African American community they just have more to fight about. Right? I remember having a conversation with my mom a very long time ago. Um, for those out there, I'm actually a Muslim. Um, just wanted to mention that Um, I remember (laughs) and I'll never forget these words she said that she would rather have me marry a white person rather than an African American and her reasoning is not what you think actually it has nothing to do with crime or anything like that in her experience white people just tend to be a bit more open-minded so a white guy would be more likely to convert to islam than an african-american guy Mm. and you don't see that as appropriation in some sense in what way exactly i can elaborate a bit he's i guess maybe that's not the right word but like he's adopting your culture or islam and stuff like that well that's That's not adopting i wouldn't say conversion is adopting (laughs) right like i said it's probably not the right word but could seem a little bit like that like we've all seen the stereotype where 
of the stereotypical ghetto white girl and the stuff like that that is like adopting. Well, I mean that, but I, as I that. said, I would say religion a little bit different than that. Fair enough, but I'm just saying, that, you know, you know, there, could, there I mean? could be a light comparison to be made from it. Very but. light, because I mean, if you're converting to a religion, you know. I just feel that's a bit different. That's outside of culture. It's not like you're just copying someone's culture for the fun of it. You're in this, re- you're converting to a religion because I mean. Let me ask you this. Would you care if he converted to your religion or would it be okay if he stuck with his own? If he was Christian or he was atheist? So just to go back to what I was originally saying, why she said that is because, you know, Islamically, the women are meant to marry Muslims. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And then, you know, with African Americans just being more religious, it's going to be less likely for them to convert their own religion. Convert, which but is I understandable. Like, I, I feel that, but I feel like Islam in general as a religion, I feel like, in my opinion, it's more socially acceptable than Christianity because we find a lot of problems with Christianity in terms of the Christian crusades that's happened, how it's been used as a tool for slavery in our DNA. And, with our most prominent one being is white Jesus. I don't agree with you at all. 9-11 really made it hard for Muslims. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But even before 9-11, we had Malcolm X. And and he was not really that socially accepted in the community as a whole. Fair, fair. He fair. was prominent. He was a prominent leader, sure. I but it doesn't really mean he was accepted. I mean, he was seen as a radical at the end of the day, was he not? True. Even the times were radical as that, but I. Still I mean, Mom and Ali converted, but that also was seen as a big deal too. I still feel like from those leaders and how Islam is portrayed, most people that I meet, maybe in passing or something like, they're willing, they're more willing to accept Islam or appreciate its faith and religion. I'm gonna ask. I'm just gonna ask, right? How many of those people that you've met as Muslims have been women? No, they're mostly men. Point being, <laughs> I mean, I feel religion's easier for men in general, but why is that? Oh, I mean, particularly in Islam, as the, even just to talk about the marriage aspect, guys are actually able to marry whoever they want. Okay, you're right. You're right. You know what I mean? I mean, with men, it's just never that deep with religion. They're a guy. I feel both religions just favor men, right? And I feel that's where the conflict in the African-American and African community come in. And I just wish that there was a lot more like education about it. I wish people were more open to learning mm-hmm. about each one, right? Because, I mean, I feel that... Or let me even ask you this. Let me just rewind what and ask a question. How do you feel about African-Americans that like... How do I put this? That find out their roots and just really <laughs> just dive in. <laughs> I actually just saw a video about that and I was hearing two different sides. Um, I'm pretty indifferent. You know, more power to you if you find it. Uh, I am kind of the guy that maybe does raise a little bit of eyebrows. Like, okay, you seem a little bit invested, but you know if it's something that's actually really hitting you that you have found your identity and your roots then i cannot be mad for you finding a part of yourself that might be missing however i do can i can see how it's cringy a little bit especially i wouldn't even say it's cringy where i have a problem with it 
specifically well all i'm gonna say is if you're going to do that don't do it halfway because mm. someone can come to you right for information thinking that you know you might know because that's your background because yeah. i mean someone on the street's not gonna know that you just found out okay you know a typical person's not gonna be able to tell the difference so they might actually end up speaking on it without actually knowing the whole facts and i just feel that that would you know cause a lot of misinformation so i just feel that if you're going to do that just do it all the way don't just take the things that you like and be like oh this is cool this is this no like i feel your point but i'm a very to each their own type of person so it's kind of like Let's say if I'm interested in Nintendo because I like Pokemon, I'm going to learn a lot more about Pokemon, but I'm not going to learn everything about Nintendo because it does not, I don't need to know everything about Nintendo. I just sure, find other things that's I'm understandable. And I get what you're saying that if you do get invested and you're saying you're gun ho deep, then do be educated on what you're speaking about. I am a big believer in that. However, the average person that's coming up to you to find out does it need to have a whole encyclopedia of everything you need to talk about? But you need to know what you're talking about, too. Fair. To be educated enough, yes, but... You don't need to how, know everything, but... How I, mean, I was receiving it from you, it sounded like, hey, if for me, like my family being from Cameroon, I'd have to know everything that's happening from Cameroon. That's how I was receiving how you were saying that Well, it me. depends on rather what they ask, just, really. Yeah, but then rather than just receiving, like, hey, my family's from Cameroon, you know, this happens to be where technically it's oh i see what you're saying i think it's more like if they now ask a question for one reason or another about like a deep history Mm -hmm. about where you're from and you don't know it but then you still try and say it anyway yeah at that point it's better it's better to be honest it's better to be honest and say that you don't know that's where i'm coming from you know what i mean that's kind of where i come from if you say you don't know what what's the big deal (laughs) that's not a big deal you meet people who kind of just go gun home and think like they know everything about their definitely definitely interesting i've never really i've never met a person that was like that definitely oh and sometimes it's not so direct i'm sure you have you know what i mean i would say not necessarily gung-ho right but then i guess this kind of goes back right what does it really mean to be an african-american you know like aren't we technically african-americans yeah actually i wanted to go back and touch on that because I do identify more as an African-American. I know a lot of my friends might use like, hey, we're African-Americans that know where we come from, or we're first-generation Africans, or we're Africans, you know what I mean? Between those three different monikers. What I feel like I can identify more with the African-American side is because I know my culture that comes from Africa, but I grew up as an American. And so I experienced most of my life as an American. I know some of my African history. My family is there, you know, we get to talk, but I've lived this life going through it as an African-American now compared to, let's say, my mother, my uncle, or other family members who directly come from Africa, come back here to the country and experience it that way. They would see themselves more as African because that is where they're from. That is their culture they're bringing over here. They understand How long the have they been here, if I may years. ask? Like, more than a few decades. So how come they don't? How come they can't identify as African American? Because, out of curiosity, I would say childhood impression is everything because that's how you first are introduced to the world. But I mean, I just feel you're once you have an American passport, you're an American though, aren't you? Yeah, but you can be. What is it? What was um? 
You could be a foreign national. Oops, sorry about that. But you could be a foreign national instead, where it's like you would come, you were born in a different country, you're born here, you have experienced American culture enough to be a national of American, or is that right? National or nationalist, something like that. You know what I mean? If your nationality is American, you're American though. But if it's not, then you're. But if you have a U.S. passport, then your nationality is American. But you're still a foreign national because you're not technically from here. Well, I mean, what makes you not from here? Because American's not really a real thing when you think about it, you know what I mean? That's kind of why I'm going there. Well, Native Americans are the actual Americans if you really want to go in there. That's fine, and I could totally agree with that. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, like, just being born here, does that just make you an American more than someone that's lived here for how many years? Like, my mom has actually lived here longer than I've been alive. You know what I mean? That's, and so is my that's dad. Fair. That's fair. So is my parents. But but so what makes it different? I'm just curious. I'd literally say how you go about it to develop it. Like, can you say that your parents have ex- have the same understanding of America that you do? They probably have more, if I'm being honest with you. Fair enough. But it does come from the same perspective of you growing up through impressionism. So I'm thinking as a child, going through the malls and understanding how that works rather than if I was to go to Africa now and try to figure out how everything works it would be completely different to me right mm-hmm. I'd have an idea of how to get around and then if I spent enough time it'd be like okay I feel like I'm pretty much from here but I'm not because originally I was born in America that's my impression from a childhood growing up that's how I grew up in my adolescence to form my identity in some sort so in those early ages of your development of becoming what you are going to be as an adult everything that you pick up around you it molds your culture and who you are so i feel like without that with the childhood the childhood to adolescence to a young adult to growing up here really which classifies you as that but what if you spent both in both places like what happens then that might be up for you to decide but because like my cousins actually spent pretty much a decent amount of time in like both places so i mean if you go by that i just feel that kind of leaves a gray area sometimes are your cousins to you personally more american or african view to be honest it's actually kind of hard to say it's kind of hard to say okay do they have an accent no but they speak the language fluently okay how do they go about with their cousins how do they view americans per se do they see themselves as any difference or do they walk with a different step? They definitely see themselves as different. Okay. But they were born here and they spent like the first five years of their life here, spent like another five in Nigeria, right? All through their adolescence and childhood. I just feel there's more that to it, you know what I mean? Because to I, me, I that, to me, right, particularly my dad has been here longer than I. Like a good 20 years longer than I've been born. You know what I mean? Like, he went to college here. He went to, he did a lot more. Like, if between him and I, he would know a lot more about American culture in America than I do. He's been through a lot more in America than I have, you know? Mm. So, what makes him not an African American in all intents and purposes? I can understand maybe foreign aliens, maybe permanent residents, mm-hmm. maybe people that aren't citizens. But really, if we're going by like the textbook definition, if you're a citizen, you're an American, aren't you? You could say that. 
You could say that. I mean, a passport, you as could, far as I'm could, concerned. You could makes... definitely say that, but I feel like that is just documentation because. Uh, but do you really need more than that? From a legality standpoint, or how we want to put it on paper? I'm just saying in general, because I no, mean, no, no, like... but I'm not trying to answer you from a legality standpoint and how we put it on paper. No, you wouldn't need much more than that to class yourself as an African American or American or a Japanese or a European. Because I but, mean, we only but, call ourselves but, a but, first generation Amer- like African Americans because we were not born there, right? Right. right. But with all into like I can understand us being African Americans. That's very clear okay. why we would be considered African Americans. I'm just saying why maybe not all our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe parents that literally moved when we were born, okay, you know, but parents that were literally here like 30, 40 years before us, I just don't see how they wouldn't be African-Americans. Well, did they still not, were they born here? No. I think that also then plays a part into it. Because from our earlier point is from the childhood development. Now your cousins having both of their, their childhood kind of split between the two, that makes it a little bit tougher. They might just be human beings of the world where there's able to experience culture and actually it might be a little bit more beautiful that way but at the same time your parents not being from here doesn't necessarily give them the classification of african-american and it's such a stupid divide but it is a divide nonetheless well okay but then like by that definition because i mean knowing the culture of america and all that it would mean I mean, if they know more about America, how can I call myself an African-American because I'm born here if they actually know more about America? You could be more knowledgeable at... And have more experiences for that You could definitely be more knowledgeable at computers than I am, but wouldn't classify yourself as an IT technician. That's just because I don't do it, though. Well, yeah, but just because you have the knowledge about it doesn't mean that you generally have more classification. Well, that doesn't really fit in this conversation All because they're still that, in america it's not like they just know yeah about but like you can study you can learn you can know more there's plenty of cases of people knowing more about a subject than someone else or how yeah and the people actually born there what it's, it's different they have when the we have the outside perspective to look but at. the problem with that example is that it's not like they just read it in a book it's not like they just watch tv at no but it's still they an outside lived example. here more but it's still an outside example see they came here to live here and had their years of feeling from an outsider looking in rather than an insider looking out. See, I'm looking from the inside to look out to really what identifies me as an African-American or African, right? But from someone who came from the outside already has a different identity of who they are, where they came from, to then look in as like, okay, maybe I'm technically an African-American, maybe not. But the thing is, I'd look from it from the outside looking in, not from the inside looking out. Right. So I guess where my whole point is coming from now is that you were talking about, you know, the development stage from your adolescence and stuff. Where I'm coming from now is that I just feel your 20s is just as much of a development stage as your adolescence. Very true. But even the way I talk, even the way I speak comes from how I learned it from childhood. If I came to France in my 20s, right, mm-hmm. it would take me some time to develop how to speak French properly and to move about move about accordingly through that country where then people may think i'm from france but realistically i'm not 
I remember when I did go to France when I was younger, there was a kid who was from Britain, but he spoke French fluently, and I thought he was French all the way. John was like, no, I'm from Britain, and he spoke English to me, and I would have never known the difference. But the fact is, he wasn't from there. He just knew how to move around the country accordingly. So learning the information from an outside perspective within allows you to be part of it, but not necessarily and it's no one's jurisdiction to claim who gets to claim the identity it's up to you what you want to claim but he could have that ability to claim it but generally he wouldn't claim himself as a french person he would claim himself as a british person right i would still say that like that's a different situation still because i feel that you know i mean we don't know his past and all that you know with the europeans they just kind of go everywhere you know we don't know if they've lived there i still don't think that's I see what you're saying, but I just don't think that's still comparable to what I'm talking about. I still don't feel that we've actually hit the nail on the head of my question. You know what I mean? It's one, like, we're talking about immigrants mm-hmm. that came to America and with all intents and purposes have actually been in America more than where that's, they came from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? It would be different if, you know, they came like five years ago, ten years ago when I was born. But particularly with my dad. My mom is is just well-traveled anyway, so that's just a whole different story. But with my dad, he literally came here, like, at our age now, and he's 70. So he's actually spent most of his adult life in America, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Nigeria. Okay. Let me let me ask you this before I try to get to this. Mm-hmm. What would your what would you say your father would classify himself as? Definitely African. I'm just saying that, like you know, why? What, what is the difference right there? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then, as you were stating this, the one thing that really popped up to me is that they migrated here. So because you make that journey and that travel, you already know that you're coming from somewhere else. Your identity is already from somewhere else. Like if I go somewhere else, like my identity is still from here. It's how I identify. It's how I developed into getting that identity from that Okay, okay. Up. So let me explain a bit more now, right? So now, right? When you really look at it, they came. she came here to go to school, right? Mm-hmm. There's actually things that typical Nigerians have, you know, experienced that he actually did not experience like every Nigerian that has to work has to experience a certain thing and he actually didn't experience it because he moved to America before he would have if you were to ask him how things work because you have to realize he kind of left at how old is he now that 40 years ago that would have been like the late 70s early 80s so if you were to ask him how things work in America and how things are he'd be able to answer very well because he's been here for the past 40 years. If you ask him how things are in Nigeria and how they work, he wouldn't be able to answer that much anymore. That's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. I know it's more about, it's more than knowledge, but I feel even like culturally wise, I mean, things change over time. He would actually know more about the culture in America to an extent. And that's fine, but I also feel like that just comes from, that still just plays into my point from that outside looking in. So, Yes, he he. Hold on, hold on. My hear point me is out, no. Me let me, me let me just say it. For how long he's been, my whole point is I don't think he's from the outside looking in anymore. That's actually my whole point because of how long he's been here. I would have to disagree because ultimately he came from the outside to get in, and so just because you've chilled in a lot a lot longer, 
and have been able to experience a lot more than maybe me and you have, and that you can see America change through time periods and time periods and time periods. He still came from outside to see it all happen. It's kind of like if I, let's say I came from outer space and have been chilling on a farm like Clark Kent. I was Superman, right? Mm -hmm. But no one knew I was Superman. I got to experience how the human world was, but looking from the outside, yeah, like just based on like if anyone knows about Superman, which everyone should do, Clark Kent, you know, Kryptonian comes to planet Earth, pretends to live as a human before he comes to the identity as being a Kryptonian. But the thing was so great about Clark is that he gets the experience of beauty and the horrors of humanity because it's still from an outside perspective. But all tests the purpose is he's been an earthling his entire life since he was a child. But he still knows that he is not from here. Yes. So that's he is allowed to he's allowed to inform himself, become knowledgeable, in fact even probably want to be a part of the culture because he is so infatuated and has an early impression on him. But he is still not an earthling and he is able to know more about how humans are and how we behave and how we act because it's still from an outside perspective regardless mm. of how much time he spent on earth he still has the ability to look outside he can see the best of us and the worst of us at the same time and then put it together like this is what it means to be human quote unquote mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah the thing with that is that like i feel that would have been a better analogy if he didn't obviously have powers to. <laughs> hey, I'm a nerd, okay? No, for me, even on a serious note, that just is such a clear difference, right? Mm -hmm. Of course you're not going to identify yourself as a human if you can carry a car. No matter how long you've lived there. Fair enough, fair enough. But let's say he didn't have powers and still came from outer space. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he knows that he's from somewhere else, regardless if he has powers or not, then he's always still going to look from the outside looking in. I don't agree with that. I, t you, I feel like it's impossible not to agree because at that first early, if I'm told as a child that it's like, hey, this is where you're from or this is what you are, then initially that is instilled in my brain and I will be ever in that brain and then I will develop the questions and either fight against that ideology, ideology or agree with that as I'm growing up, but that has still been instilled into me. So then from there, I'm always going to have a perspective of trying to learn more and understand more of what's going around me. I disagree because the environment could probably, you know, influence you too. So I'm not saying that it won't, but that being understanding that you're from somewhere else changes your whole thought process like, hey, this is where you're from. Just that those two differences in the sentence, like, you are a mouse and you are a keyboard. You are meant to type and you are meant to move a cursor. Knowing those two differences, then, but you can get a mouse cursor, like you can change it on your computer to where it can type just yeah. on a digital keyboard. And you can use your keyboard to do things that your mouse could do as well too. Mm. They could have the same ability to do things, but the fact is that they were told and designed to be. I don't want to use design as for human beings, but they were designed to be two different things. At birth or at construction, they were told, this is what you are and this is what you are. And that is a developmental part of understanding where you're from because that will that will ultimately change your viewpoint of how you see where you go out throughout the world. So, are you saying that an African-American told where they're from at an early age could consider themselves African? Is that what you're trying to say? Because that's, that's what I got out of that. Not necessarily, but to a degree. Because, yeah, if you're told that you're black as a kid, actually, you don't even need to be told you're... Right. When you're black, you're black. Let's, let's right. be real. <laughs> okay. Right. But, um... 
Let's say you're a young black kid and you're told that you're Nigerian. Naturally, you want to learn more about Nigeria. That's not necessarily true, but keep on going. Okay. So, because of that, next say you go on a trip to Nigeria, you still have the outside perspective looking in that you want to learn more about it, but you're not there. And then, throughout time, you will adopt, develop, and learn about the culture and experience more of it. In fact, maybe have a faster assimilation rate because you are from the outside, so you have to learn so much more to be a part of it, rather than just being born of it. Um, you remember when we watched that movie? Um, whatever happened to Nina Sloan? Yes, yes, yes. You remember the part when she went to Liberia, right? Yes. And then she had to get more money and then she was doing shows in France but no one knew who she was? Yes. When I first heard her speak, I thought this woman was from Liberia. You couldn't have told me different. Okay, but I mean... <laughs> no, no, but my point is that... No, do you know why I'm laughing? You know Liberia is a horrible example, right? I do not know why. Oh, I don't know why, but... Well, you know why Liberia is Liberia, right? It's the country where all the slaves went back to. So, of course, she would sound Liberian. <laughs> Fair enough. My, my, my point being is that I wouldn't be able to tell the difference if I didn't know it was Nina Simone. And Nina Simone even And my point knows. is that I feel with Liberia, that just is a whole... In fact, let's just get out of that because that's a whole different can of worms entirely. <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be- <laughs> that is a whole different can of worms. I mean, when you're a country that... And please correct us if we're wrong on this. <laughs> If you're a country where the slaves came back, I mean, I just feel that just gets a little complicated, don't you think? <laughs> that gets very complicated, as a matter of fact. Let's, that's why I'm just like, eh, no, 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 no. But um, So, I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with what you're trying to say. So, because, I mean, our discussion is kind of the identity and how we identify ourselves. I mean... So I'm just, I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, with someone like my father that's lived here a very long time and actually have gone through more American things than Nigerian things, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just wondering, you know, if he really could just identify himself as African-American, but I guess it would just be up to you. I mean, do you really think there should even be two different terms? Not necessarily. Um... I can't lie, it's what I'm used to, it's not okay, and it's not wrong either, only because I don't think it's wrong that they're different, I think it's wrong that they're different and they can't get along. Because at some point it's like we are still both black people, we still all hail from Africa, there should be some semblance of... This this comes to a different, you know... (laughs) conversation you can't even say that devious smile (laughs) you know my thing is that like so what about people like you and i Mm. that know our culture right okay but (laughs) don't really know our languages that much yeah looking like the black sheeps of the family yeah i know what you mean not Um, even black sheeps it's just kind of like do we really have the right to claim ourselves as africans like because I mean, no. how much? I mean, granted, I've, I've died. My situation's a bit different anyway. I feel as a Muslim, it's just kind of a whole different experience, to be honest with you. Because um, with my culture, especially on my mom's side, we kind of always identified as Muslims first before Africans anyway. Okay. 
you know what I mean? So for me, growing up, my mom was always more concerned with the religious aspects than our actual culture. Of course, we did go there quite often, you know what I mean? She did want us to know, but religion kind of always came first before anything. Even on my dad's side, to be honest, but yeah, religion yeah, always came first. I can say the same with my parents. Um, I mean, my mom was heavily invested in our faith, early ages, like going to church multiple days out of the week, and yeah, that definitely came first, and there was never really an emphasis put on where we were from. I think what's actually funny about that is that we would actually take more pride in trying to be African, and maybe not having the much rights to be saying that, because of how much we love and appreciate our parents and where we came from. So it's like, I think of the the Jengis and the times where all the adults would get together and literally we get to see a, uh, a semblance of kind of what we would think our culture would be like in America. So with the family gatherings, bringing the food together, everyone talking, chopping it up, bringing plenty of food around for everyone to eat, great music playing, traditional headwears and dresses and attire just being dressed like I, I became infatuated with the culture that's it, it was lovely like I love it um, and so I think that's why I so heavily tied to that part of my African identity for being able to experience it for my parents and the generations before me however I do see your point where like we may not have a much claim to it but I still wouldn't have anyone take it away from me yeah, I just feel going back to what I was saying, if we could claim ourselves as Africans, there's really no, no reason for people like my dad to not be able to claim themselves as African-Americans. I see your point. I do see your point. I do see your point. But if I have to play devil's advocate on myself and take it away from myself, it's that I still see most of the world as American. And even though I've been experiencing the culture, so I've been learned about it. I have still gone through my life as an American. So even though my culture, I was experiencing my culture as a child from that early impression, I still went to school as an American child. And I had to tell stories to my friends about, hey, this is what we did. And they'd be excited, like, I've never experienced this before. Like, oh, I've never had puff puff or fufu or jello fries and all these type of things. And Yeah, it's, it gets kind of crazy on our end, right? Because <laughs> we didn't really know that my mom had an accent growing up. So no, there were just certain words that we just thought were how you say it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> in school, I really used to say Pepe instead of Pepper because I thought that was the <laughs> word. Like, I really thought that was the word. I was like, oh, look, it's a Pepe. They're like, what? <laughs> when I was little, I mean, by the time I was in adolescence, I understood. But, like, so why I mentioned that is I'm not even sure if I did grow up as an American. Like... <laughs> I, I, it's debatable it actually is debatable even the way I speak sometimes it just kind of is like I will, obviously I don't have an accent as you guys can hear but the way I speak sometimes is definitely influenced actually, I, think, I think you'd be more surprised that you actually sound more African at least than I would sound African only right. because of how properly you do speak and that's also a big highlighted thing um, in African culture where it's like to speak properly because of trying to get rid of the accent. So how well-spoken you are, how much you do understand yourself and how you come off. People could generally say, you know, you, you could be African passing if that could be a phrase. For, I mean, if you even go to somewhere like Nigeria, they, they, I mean, unless you go to the villages, obviously, but if you go to like a normal 
af like you know English speaking parts. They there's a lot of emphasis in speaking properly. You know Nigeria is one of the only like West African countries that actually got taken over by the British instead of the French. So they actually speak Queen's English over there. You know I what did I not mean? know that. Yes, they actually speak Queen's oh, that's English. Not so. amazing, sorry, <laughs> but that's an amazing fact. Sorry. Right. So, I mean, because of that, I mean, my mom kind of does some American slang, but both my parents' accents are quite heavy, particularly my dad's. But um, I mean, even things like rubbish, I didn't realize. People did not say rubbish here for or, the longest or, time. Or this thing. Go, go, bring me this thing. Well, no, 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 no. When it's that heavy, you, you know. <laughs> that used to be my favorite phrase. I'd literally try to trick my parents. Like, so what are you talking about? Is it the remote? Is it the... the what, what do you I want? did not try to trick my dad. Really? Because it was only my dad that used to say it. My mom actually speaks more. She has an accent, but she just speaks more regularly. Let me ask you this. It's kind of a weird thing. And it's something I actually noticed with my mom that the longer she was here, the less of her accents and things that she would normally talk in her dialects, they would kind of disappear. So you think that was the thing that happened with your parents? No, 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 no. Because, I mean, they spoke in our language very regularly. Right. If you hear my dad now, you wouldn't even know that he's been here for 40 years. You would think he just came yesterday. <laughs> no. And when my mom's speaking with her family or my uncle's speaking with theirs, like the French comes out immediately, like, you know. Even you know. around other people, I mean, some... My dad's not stubborn, but some people are really just stubborn with that type of stuff. And which is good. I feel that you speak a certain way, you, you make people understand you. You don't... You know what I mean? But we yeah, no. We don't bend. With, with my parents, not even in the slightest. Maybe the way my mom talks is different than if she were in Nigeria. She definitely uses more American English. The accent is still intact, mm. but she definitely uses more American English. But my dad, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No, mm -mm. <laughs> like if you hear this man talk, that's why I keep on saying it. Like his accent is strong. Like okay, it is strong. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all in all, I just kind of feel that being able to identify as these things is just doing more harm than good. I mean, I guess the question now is, what do we think? is kind of the solution to these things, you know, to the conflict. That is interesting. A possible solution, not a the possible, solution. Well, okay, I want to clarify what exactly you're asking. So you're saying a possible solution to understanding your identity or the divide between both? A possible solution to the divide so that we can understand our identity more. Okay. I think it has to be the acceptance of both sides. And I do feel like now maybe not so much because there's always there's been this big social media push for understanding, you know, like being part of Africa and understand where we come from. And, you know, we have BLM. Like, a lot more people are more accepting of African culture. I want to learn more about it. I, I see it pushed on social media so much. It's, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. I love it. Uh, I think that comes down to Africans that are here to open up their culture 
and African Americans to additionally open up their culture as well too, but to have both sides willing to learn from each other, right? So that we can move forward together. Because the the bar the the barbecue like uh, coming to the cookout, you know what I mean? Like, are they invited to the cookout? It's the same thing if they're invited to Jengi, mm-hmm. or if you're coming mm-hmm. to the house. It's the same thing. It's the same principle that we apply for each other. So we're doing the same stuff. So bring it together. Let's have everyone understand each other, and I think we can move on from there. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know, because to an extent, I feel it's really deep-rooted. I mean, do do you even think we really need to understand each other to be able to, you know, get past this? I think it plays back to your point about education, and without understanding, you can't be educated. Oh, I don't mean, like, the education aspect. I mean, like, understanding. Like, I just feel that... um, it could even i mean i guess what i'm trying to say is like do you feel that it could even be just as little as a agree to disagree type thing i think agree to disagree would be more harm to good and it's a lot of the same things we've been doing right now well i'm i don't agree with that at all (laughs) no 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 definitely not there's definitely a very clear conflict to say it's been mostly agree to disagree trust me this wouldn't be a problem if it was mostly that i i hear your point but the way I see it, and then maybe I'm not using agree to disagree point, is more like they're African, we're African American, we agree to disagree. So meaning that even though they'll go on both sides and maybe still talk shit, at the end of the day they understand the other person is African and they are African American and maybe we just both hate cops. That's about it. Yeah, I don't think it's that though. Okay. okay. I mean, especially if you go on things like Clubhouse and stuff like that, it gets really intense between the Africans and African Americans like they really just can't see how to at all at all like what some are some of the th- things that they say that they disagree about ah I haven't been on it in a while right because I remember when I was in Nigeria my friend would just really complain about how like you know he would try to talk right and rather than an African American to try to listen right he they would just kind of shut them down and just kind of can you explain a little bit more about clubhouse because like i hear about it in passing but it's basically just a platform where everyone just gets in and talks right yeah who are most of the people usually on that platform well there's different groups it depends what topic you join gotcha gotcha yeah because something like that if it's just on social media i don't feel like it's a talking ground for something for meaningful conversation um have you heard of the channel Jubilee on YouTube? Okay, so Jubilee has this thing called Middle Grounds where they get two sides of a different topic and they bring them together to actually talk about this. And they actually did a topic about... It was Africans and African Americans that got together to talk about the differences that they have with each other, how slavery affected them, how racism affected them, and how they could move on to the country. And that was a healthy discussion ground. This doesn't sound like a healthy discussion ground. That brings up another point. Um, I think this is where African-Americans tend to get upset with Africans about thinking that African-Americans just complain. I think the slavery aspect is actually a really big point. Mm -hmm. A really big point, as a matter of fact. No, I agree. I agree. Um, And to be honest, on that point, I do kind of have to agree. And that's a point where Africans definitely, particularly in Africa, need to do their part and actually learn about it. Yes. Because from my experience, 
like this is things that I've experienced. They really don't know how bad slavery is. No, and honestly, the best uh, there's a reason I knew this. The reason I knew this it didn't happen until recently until my mom was telling me about facts that happened to slavery, like slavery facts that happened because she was starting to get more educated about it, especially with everything that was going on with George Floyd and the riots. Mm-hmm. Like once she became more educated, she saw how persecuted african-americans were because of slavery how far back it was pushed back even forget about that even just the things that happened i remember reading this twitter thread and it will always stick to me about how (laughs) the white people saw that african-american babies were living longer so what they do is take their slaves and make their white babies take the breast milk of the african-american slaves yes and then because of that they you know the slaves would not have enough milk for their own children so they now had to just make this really dirty concoction for their children mm-hmm. and the white people only did this because they noticed that the genes were like the milk was actually giving them like more immunity to stuff oh that's crazy yes that is crazy that yes is crazy. Yeah. when i tell my friends this they are shook because that's insane mm-hmm. that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they were doing during slavery one of the many, many, many few things and multitude of horrors that have come through. And like something as simple as that, like denying a child their own mother's breast milk. They think that they're going to need to survive. The things that were done in this country. So how can you, how can you judge? First of all, I can't even say like a different person, like a, a different people. Like that's literally one of your brothers. One of your lost brothers. If you look at this might be a little bit corny, but if you think about Black Panther and like Michael B. Jordan's whole role in it, where he said at the last line, bury me in the sea where my ancestors were, how they had died in sea and all the same. That line hit, and that line hit for me, especially because of how much he was fighting to find his identity, and he was literally a lost son of Africa, which is a lot of African Americans living in America today. I feel like his role does get a lot of hype, and we all praise it for that, but I feel like sometimes we miss the messages that are really supposed to be highlighted in films like that. You know what I mean? Yes, it's a superhero film and it, and it lifts us up, but like his character, especially if you identify as an African-American, you were supposed to be able to identify with Michael B. Jordan and how he felt. Maybe not agree with his methods of how he went about things, but definitely be able to relate about what he was feeling. And I think that's a great place to end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, this was Speak Easy. It's your boy. Excuse me. It's Julian. <laughs> Why is it not your boy? Why? Yeah, I'm not trying to be the boy no more. I'm trying to be the man. So it's your, uh, well, it's your man sounds crazy. <laughs> Let's just be honest with ourselves. Anyways, it's Juju, a.k.a. Julian. Yeah, and this is Aisha. No, a.k.a. It's just Aisha. I like my name. I don't need no nicknames. You trying I'm, to call me out? Oh, I everyone call her shy now. Okay, <laughs> that's disgusting. Ew. But now nah, I mean, thanks for joining us on our first episode. There'll be more episodes to come, more interesting topics to talk about. If you want to reach out to us, our email is speakeasyz93 at gmail.com. Ooh, don't forget it now. If you want to send us some emails, some feedback. If you want to just say hi, if you want to talk shit, that's even fine too. No, you know we what love I mean? to talk shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, thanks for listening in. Yep, peace.